I'm Samantha Sherris. I'm Virginia Allen. And this is the Daily Signal Top News for Wednesday, October 11th. Here are today's headlines. Israel has formed a wartime cabinet just days after the terrorist organization Hamas launched a surprise attack against the country. According to the Washington Examiner, the cabinet will include Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, former Defense Minister Benny Gantz, and Defense Minister Yoav Gallant. Former Chief of Staff of the Israel Defense Forces Gadi Eisenkot and Minister of Strategic Affairs Ron Dermer will join the cabinet as observers, the Washington Examiner also reported. More than 2,200 people have been killed from both sides. We reported on yesterday's show that 14 American citizens had been killed in the war between Israel and Hamas. However, we learned from the State Department today that that number has risen to at least 22. Our colleague Tyler O'Neill reported that Hamas issued a declaration of general mobilization Tuesday in what an expert warned was an unambiguous call to arms. The statement reads, as translated by the Middle East Media Research Institute, a call to our Palestinian people, the masses of the Arab and Islamic world, and free people worldwide. We declare next Friday, the Friday of the Al-Aqsa flood, as a day of general mobilization in our Arab and Islamic world and among the free people of the world. Robert Greenway, director of the Center for National Defense at the Heritage Foundation, told the Daily Signal that the statement will result in bloodshed. Greenway said, It is an unambiguous global call to arms. It will be heated. There will be blood. You can check out Tyler's full report in today's show notes. More than a week after former Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was ousted from his position, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise has secured the party's nomination for that position. Scalise secured the nomination in a vote of 113 to 99 and defeated House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio. Scalise now faces a full House vote where he will be required to receive 217 votes in order to become the next speaker. McCarthy, of course, lost his job as House Speaker on October 3rd after eight Republicans and all Democrats voted to remove him. As you'll recall from earlier this year, it took 15 rounds of voting for McCarthy to win the speakership back in January. Oklahoma Republican Representative Kevin Hearn announced today that he is running to replace Scalise as House Majority Leader. In a letter to his colleagues shared on X, of course, formerly Twitter, Hearn said, My whole life I've been told I couldn't be successful, couldn't go to college, couldn't become an engineer. I learned at an early age that the harder you work, the luckier you are. I paid my way through college, became an engineer, and got my dream job in aerospace. No one believed in me, but I proved them wrong. And Hearn continued, that's the work ethic that brought me to Congress. And my promise to you is that no one will outwork me as I fight for the policy wins that will help us expand our majority, take back the Senate, and win the White House. I'm running for majority leader of the Republican Conference, and I humbly ask for your support. Texas Republican Representative Chip Roy said on X this afternoon, 
The House GOP, according to Roy, should not have called a vote at 3 p.m. after finishing the vote at 1.30 p.m. in conference. And Roy called that unacceptable and purposeful. The House is now in recess. Our colleague Fred Lucas is reporting that in light of Hamas's terrorist attack on Israel, House Republicans are stepping up their investigation into the Biden administration's use of officials who have sympathetic ties to Iran's Islamic regime. The House Oversight and Accountability Committee on Wednesday sought documents, other information, and a briefing from the State Department about nuclear negotiations with Iran. Of particular interest, Robert Malley, President Joe Biden's special envoy to Iran, who is under FBI investigation for possible improper ties with the Iranian government. A letter to Secretary of State Antony Blinken, which was signed by Committee Chairman James Comer of Kentucky and Wisconsin Republican Representative Glenn Grothman, says the Committee on Oversight and Accountability is investigating the Biden administration's efforts to conceal details about its ongoing secret nuclear negotiations with the Islamic Republic of Iran from Congress, ignoring statutory obligations for congressional oversight. The letter notes a Wall Street Journal report about Iran's direct role in helping to plan Hamas's surprise attack Saturday on Israel. During a White House press briefing Tuesday, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said the Biden administration hadn't confirmed whether Iran had a direct role in the attack. The letter condemns that, while Mali was the Biden administration's top negotiator with Iran, the United States recently made concessions to the Islamic regime that potentially violated the Iranian Nuclear Review Act. You can read more of Fred's article in today's show notes. Finally today, NBC News is reporting that a recently enacted ebony alert law in California is the first of its kind in the U.S. to prioritize the search for black youth who have gone missing. NBC News also reports that the law will allow the California Highway Patrol to activate the alert upon request from local law enforcement when a black youth goes missing in the area, and that the ebony alert will utilize electronic highway signs and encourage use of radio, TV, social media, and other systems to spread information about the missing persons alert. Democrat State Senator Steve Bradford, who wrote the bill, said in a press release on Sunday, that today California is taking bold and needed action to locate missing black children and black women in California. I want to thank the governor, he said, for signing the ebony alert into law. Our black children and young women are disproportionately represented on the list of missing persons. This is heartbreaking and painful for so many families and a public crisis for our entire state. The ebony alert can change this, according to the senator. California Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom signed the bill into law on Sunday, and it will take effect on January 1st. Well, in response to the news, Elon Musk responded on X, saying, What about Asian, Hispanic, and white kids? And with that, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening to The Daily Signal's Top News. If you haven't had the chance, make sure to check out our morning show. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be sitting down with Scott Phillips, who's CEO of the Christian organization Passages that leads trips to Israel. Scott explains what the situation on the ground is like for those that he knows in Israel right now and how Christians can support the people of Israel. 
Also, make sure you subscribe to The Daily Signal wherever you get your podcasts and help us reach even more listeners by leaving a five-star rating and review. We read and appreciate all of your feedback. Thanks again for being with us today. Have a great night. We'll see you right back here tomorrow morning. The Daily Signal podcast is brought to you by more than half a million members of the Heritage Foundation. Executive producers are Rob Bluey and Kate Trinko. Producers are Virginia Allen and Samantha Asheris. Sound designed by Lauren Evans, Mark Guiney, and John Pop. To learn more, please visit DailySignal.com.